Uh, but yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Breck Avenue Penthouse. Hell yeah. Welcome to Road Sodas. Woo. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Mainly because we have another uh, surprise, well, less of a surprise guest. I, I actually warned you about this one. Yeah. But uh, got got a guest roommate, Papa. Hello, fellas. Hello, Papa. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Although this is really just your vocal debut, you've been mentioned probably dozens of times at this point. So I've heard. Keeping with tradition of having our guests have almost no social media presence at all. We can get all your plugs out of the way right away. Where Papa, where can people find you? Nowhere. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, there's some classifieds out there, probably. <laughs> now we got the admin out of the way. How's everybody doing? Can't complain. Nice, classic. Yeah, man. I've had uh, I've had like a Total War Sunday. Just played a smorgasbord of Total War games from the mid 2000s. Fuck yeah. Yeah, real, real fucking lazy. Uh, yeah. Nice. The PC that Pop is on right now. Fuck yeah. That is good shit. Uh, not really. It, it's, it's pretty fucking nerdy. Honestly, the only nerdier thing I could do is like just play Age of Empires 2 online. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, Papa, you've been playing some video games recently, right? Yeah, I've uh, filled most of this quarantine COVID time with NHL video games, but it's getting a little boring. Now, that's the National Hockey League, and uh, is that because you're from a cold area? Is that is there any is there a one-to-one on that? Probably. Hockey famously played on ice. Massachusetts famously cold. Has ice. Yes. Am I... Albeit I've never skated in my life, so... I don't like to do gotcha journalism, <laughs> but Papa, does this explain it? Pretty much. Nail on the head. Now, Papa, we went to school together, is that correct? Correct. No further questions. Nice. I mean, we went to school together, too. That's true. Different schools, different times, but you guys definitely met during college. I'm just trying to think of when that would have been the first time. I want to say 07 or 08. St. Patrick's Day 08. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure it was St. Patrick's Day. That sounds right. I don't think I visited you freshman year, but you weren't living with Papa back then. I was not. But I don't think you were living with him when I first visited anyway. Uh, I wasn't in the same room, but sophomore year, I started living in the same suite as Papa. But he had to live with a different gentleman. Sweet. Sweet. It was sweet. There was, uh, Papa will remember this. There was eight of us. It was three doubles and two singles. And one of the singles was like, I don't know, some like 38-year-old grad student. And the other guy was the RA for the building, or at least our section of the building. And we had like a big shared living room and a big shared kitchen. It was pretty nice. There was a couple of bathrooms. But having the RA live in there was kind of like, we were like, eh, I don't know. But the guy ended up being like cool in the sense that he didn't care if we drank, but very weird in the sense that he was 100% a sex pest. And the building was like retrofitted into a suite. And so there were all these like unlabeled doors that like closed just a hallway shut. And when it was dark, you really couldn't tell what was going on. So there's all these times where like I'd get up in the middle of the night to just grab like a glass of water and there'd just be like some girl in like a bra and panties being like, hey, do you know where fucking what's his face's room is? I am very lost. And it was always for the RA. And uh, Papa, did you see him having sex? Uh, 
actually at this time I lived with another friend over oh, by fuck. Good Eats. I'm mixing up. I'm mixing up. Uh, yeah, y- you lived. You lived with Rich still at that point. Yeah, it was our third middle year. That's right. That's when we lived together in. with the Australian. Well, let me wrap up the sex pest guy, and then we'll talk about the Australian because that's another good guy. But uh, a, th- a few people walked in on him having sex in the living room while his friend was playing video games uh, in the living room, and then my time with seeing him naked was. Our one roommate, who I thought you were living with, but you are correct, we did not yet live together, <laughs> he opened up the doorway at his end of the hallway, I'd open up the door at my end of the hallway, I think he had his girlfriend with him, and then our RA just kind of came out of his doorway, which is like halfway down the hallway, and he he just stepped out, he was just naked, wearing only a condom on his erect penis, <laughs> and looked to his left to see our buddy, looked to his right to see me, then looked down at his penis, and just looked straight forward and went, yep. That's my dick, and headed straight into the bathroom. And uh, yeah, I g- gotta love that that level of like confidence. Yeah, just hey, th- oh yeah, this is uh, this is the situation that we're in. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> There's no no point in stumbling back into the room. We've all seen it. Like, just c- carry on, I guess. Yeah. Well, like once you have these young adult men. Like out on their own, every place is just a locker room. Yeah. Now I'm forgetting the order here. Papa was the Australian roommate the first one, or was it the summer semester with uh, that tall guy? Australian was the first. Australian was the first. That led into and then okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. So me and my buddy Jake got partnered up freshman year, and we lived together all through college and past college but we were actually like roommates sharing the same room for the first i guess like three-ish years of college and then in this place papa was our third but it was two doubles and so there was just like this unknown fourth that we were going to get partnered up with and this was for the winter uh, like the semester that started you know in january and i believe and yeah. I think out of the three of us who knew each other, I was the first one to get there. But when I walked into the room, there was already bags there and somebody was in the shower. So I texted you two real quick to see if it was one of you guys. And you both responded. We're like, no, we're coming up, you know, tomorrow or whatever. And there was a blizzard outside. And so I just started setting up in the other room. And this Australian guy just bursts in wearing nothing but a towel, soaking wet. And he's just like, Roy, can we go play in the snow? <laughs> He was just like, yeah, like he, he he was like, do we need any special equipment? I was like, just like a coat and gloves, probably. But honestly, you don't really need them. We can just come back in if we get cold. And he's like, right. And then we, uh, what other coverings do I need <laughs> for my extremities? I don't want to catch a chill, right? Oh, yeah. But you had to live with that fucking guy, and he was intense. He was, and that wasn't the only snow that he enjoyed no uh yeah he uh he liked a little drug some people call cocaine did cause an interesting uh family squabble though so yeah we're uh we're we're pretty sure thanks to the northeastern like crime blog newspaper thing that uh him and his brother got into a fist fight with each other in one of the dorms and i think at least one of them got like deported (laughs) yeah (laughs) But yeah, that dude was wild and uh, said some pretty like 
really not okay shit. Like he'd get drunk and start smiling and pull you in real close and whisper like some horrifying shit into your ear and then lean back smiling. And you're just in the middle of a party, kind of unable to react because you're just like, I don't want to know that you thought that, let alone in the middle of a very fun environment. Like that's some dark shit. I forgot all about that. I must have repressed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm sure James visited there, but maybe not. Cause, but I know you visited the next, the next place Papa and I lived with the tall guy. Cause once again, Papa got paired up with the random guy and like day one, this dude was like, I'm six, seven. And I was like, you're tall. I believe you. And he was interesting because like he didn't drink and then we got him to start drinking and then maybe that was not good. And, but he was like, he like was playing on, he had like five online poker games going at the same time. And then I remember Jimbo came up at the end of that. It was a half semester. So it was real short. Jimbo came up at the end is in the summertime. And, uh, I was like, yeah, we're, Papa's roommates is fucking like six foot seven guy. And Jimbo was just like, you guys are the same height. <laughs> and I was like, no, he's taller than me. And Jimbo was just like, no, 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 go back to back. And we went back to back. And I was like, if anything, half an inch taller than him. And he was just crushed. And I was just like, oh, man, I just never got near you for six weeks. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll call that out every time. Yeah. That I dude, think it was just because he was drastically skinny. He was really thin. And, I mean, I'm not short, but, like, I just kind of believe that he was 6'7", which is 6'7 is remarkably tall. 6'3", 6'4", like I am, is not really – no one remarks on it. No one's like, holy hell. But I guess he was just proportioned a bit different. Because, yeah, he looked tall, but it was very funny that just – that's when I realized I just hadn't been near a guy I lived with, like, physically within a few feet of for, like, six weeks. I don't know. I think I was coming fresh off of, like, an advisor in the chemistry department that was just, like – no, you're definitely six three. Like I walked into his office and he's like, "How tall are you?" And I was like, "You're uh, you're definitely six three. And I was like, mm, "I'm wearing boots, dude. Like, can't help you." Hell yeah, I'm not sure if that was oh eight or oh nine, but like definitely, definitely right around that sweet spot of yeah, mid oh eight. That would have been when we were consuming quite a bit of uh, hallucinogenic drugs. The Australian dorm that was actually the first place i consumed them and papa had had a, a head start you you had had them one time before yeah i tried it like the week before yeah like literally as we were walking back to our like our dorm i think you you ate some so it was like a brand new experience kicking in just on a walk like just through like the fens in the middle of the day i mean i'm sure it was very nice but i think you were the only one on them and then uh the next week you me and uh our other roommate or our other friend who was not living there tried them. And do you remember? <laughs> do, you, do you remember his reaction? Yes. Uh, <laughs> somehow it was almost instantaneous. Yeah. And I think you were wearing like the three wolves T-shirt, <laughs> and he said that the wolves were popping out of them, and then he passed out and, and, and threw up. The, he threw up <laughs> and passed out, and we put him in the tub. But then he came too. Yeah. I've never seen anybody react like that. It was very scary because I had just eaten the same things and never tripped before. So I was like, oh, shit, are we about to die? Like, did he just have a head start on dying? <laughs> yeah, it was like a 50-50 shot. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if that was drugs. It was just like, yeah, one one out of every two of <laughs> it was like dare came true, basically. 
It's the Russian roulette. Everyone has that horror story of the kid with the shit coming out of his nose. <laughs> Dude, it was wild. Like, he just, like, fell. He was sitting in a chair, but he's leaning forward. And he just face planted, like, from the chair. <laughs> he just, like, K-holed. Yeah. And then Papa and I, like, yeah, tried to drag him over to the bathroom, but he's just, like, covered in his own vomit. And then he, he, like, came to as we were, like, getting him in the tub. And he's like, what's going on? We're like, you passed out. I don't, what's, you tell us what's going on. We don't know what's happening. We were about to dump ice <laughs> and cold water all over you. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> we're about to buy some lye and saw you up into bits. Cover up the evidence. <laughs> uh, uh, good, good times. We lucked out in that we weren't tripping yet for that so hugely i don't know if you come back from that that would have been a very dark moment but i will say that trip i remember vividly like having just the best time we had like oh it was great we had the disco ball set up and i think Mm -hmm. i ended up we ended up in my room with the disco ball going and i just put like all my clothes dude most of your rooms have fucking disco balls in them (laughs) yeah But I put just all my clothes all over the floor so that we could just, every, like, you, me, and our unnamed friend just were just laying just all over the room, just in different areas, just on soft clothes. I think I ended up underneath a bed at one point. That sounds right. It was, it was magical. It was a good time. Now, Papa, as someone who's been mentioned in the stories, and as at least one of our previous guests has been able to do, do you have any corrections to any of the tales we've told that you've heard involving yourself or others or uh, or or elaborations to anything. No, I I think they've all been quite accurate. Hell yes. You know, the journalist in me really uh, cares <laughs> about that too, so. Yeah. Papa Papa maybe luckily we can keep you anonymous because Papa is not your name. So like we can True. just we can say any illicit activity you want to talk about, but uh we can say that you you may be associated with journalism. Perhaps, maybe Papa's real, maybe Papa's real name is Ira Glass, and the college that Ben may or may not have gone to. Yes, in the late two thousands. Yes, hell yeah. Well, Papa, you're moving. Do we want to talk about it? Well, my girlfriend got into NYU for grad school. So what a coincidence! I did not get into NYU for undergrad. <laughs> did anybody? No. Yeah. So that was that was pretty much the uh the impetus for it all. Hell yeah. And then and then she found out that two of her friends were moving there and now she's all pumped up. That rules. Because her friends here moved out during the pandemic. So now which pandemic's that? SARS. SARS, okay. Excellent. And uh is this your first time uh kind of kind of moving out of the area? Oh yeah. I've been a uh I thought so. I've been a pretty local. You've been a mass hole uh, your whole life to this point, I believe. I think uh, the our current living situation in Brighton is about eight to ten miles from where I grew up. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. That rules. That's exciting, man. And it is. I'm looking forward to it. NYU's in Manhattan, right? Specifically? Correct. Yeah. So you're going to be living in Manhattan? We're trying to. We don't want to have to travel too much. Of course. Of course. Well, that's great. This is a big moment. This, this, uh, you know, this apartment, man. It's a special place. But I'm, I'm happy to see all my fellas, all my, all my dudes doing so good. Likewise. Yeah. Jimbo's also moving with Matt. It's exciting. Yeah. Any, any news on that front? Uh, no. 
But like we showed the apartment yesterday and people weren't horrified by like all the shit on our walls. I don't think it's horrifying. I mean, we've seen some of our friends like, you know, basically they would have been they'd be better called punk houses than apartments. But those are the horrifying ones. Yeah. No, ours is like a bad 50s diner. It's just like, here's a bunch of DVDs, Xbox 360 games, uh, old textbooks, and a really cool coffee table. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, some various sports memorabilia, which I feel like is also very 50s diner. Yeah. 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 Just like crappy Philly shit. Hell yeah. And a Ron Artest signed baseball. Uh, that's the prize possession. If if you can, you know, figure out the clues and like break in here, like if any, if you take anything away, that's what you get. Hell yeah. That's going to be worth so much. <laughs> but yeah, I uh I spent I spent the weekend in the house that I bought, not actually sleeping there yet, but uh you know, just sort of hanging out, finishing up the floors. I I threw out well, Reagan and I threw out all the we ripped up the carpets. I had to throw it Is all that away. A euphemism? Dude, I've been making that joke to Tim, or in front of Tim, like, a lot, and I think he's very tired of hearing it, so I'm very glad that you brought it up, because, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites, but, uh... I mean, how many derivations do you have on it? Well, it was basically something to the extent of, can't, you know, I can't wait to get into the house and really rip up some carpet, and then, after that, get to work and pulling that carpet up and getting it down to the dump. <laughs> you know, something like this. It was, some nice. of them are more profane. You know, I'm trying to keep it fucking PG. But they weigh your car on the way into the dump and on the way out. And uh, That's the true test. That's why you take a dump at the dump, too. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, just to... Every pound counts. Uh, to get your money. Well, you, if anything, you'd want to eat food because you want to pay less, right? You'd want to, like, grab some random shit to take with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> line your pockets with all the scrap metal. <laughs> yeah. But uh we th- we ended up throwing out 340 pounds of carpet and 140 pounds of carpet pad. And I'm honestly more impressed by the carpet pad's weight. I really didn't think it had that kind of nuts behind it, but it was girthy. Was it a one-to-one for like the square footage of carpet versus square footage of pad? Yeah, so the the pads, you know, roughly a third the or like, you know, two-fifths the density of of the carpet there but uh i would have guessed it was closer to like 10 percent the density just because carpet's pretty dense but let me tell you the dump super fun i had not been to the san francisco one and just imagine like the shit that people in san francisco throw away that then gets saved by the people at the dump there's just like a sculpture garden there's a whole wall side of a hill that's just covered in toy dump trucks that they've pulled out of the dump, but like dozens of them. And then like a Superman statue and then a bunch of other like weird ass shit. There's like a whole garden thing that's, I mean, it's all just shit that got ripped out of the, out of the trash by the people that worked there. It was very cool. Wonder what else you could find there. I mean, whatever, whatever you're looking, here's the weirdest part. You can apparently find someone who knows you. So we backed up to the big pile of trash. We're unloading the fucking car. I've got my back to this person. I'm wearing a mask and I've got like a big, like a big kind of windbreakery coat on. That's really not giving away any of my, uh, just sort of succulent curvy form. 
And Reagan is on the opposite side of me from this person. So I'm sort of blocking this guy's view of her. She also has a mask on and a coat. And this guy just comes up and taps me on the shoulder. And I was like, oh, shit, am I like throwing trash away wrong? Because I'm not prepared to to have that be an, an option. But maybe it's the wrong pile. You know, like it could have been that. And I turn around, but it's just like the guy who was in the stall next to us throwing stuff out of his car. And he's just like, hey, guys. And we're like, hey, and it turns out he's like one of our friend's friends that I met maybe once a couple years ago, and Reagan like has met a handful of times years ago. But this guy recognized, he was like, well, I recognized Ben. And it was like the back of me wearing a mask. So yeah, apparently I'm conspicuous. I mean, I recognize you from the back. I think we all would. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people are bringing a fucking dump truck to the dump, am I right? <laughs> Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows you're bad. <laughs> and they're glad to have you back. You can't rhyme with back. Ah, uh, indeed. So, the San Francisco dump is a place of, of weird mountains of dump tr- or like toy dump trucks sculptures and people who can recognize you from behind yeah there was another guy there so the first run through smooth as eggs you know the guy's like what you got in there i was like it's all it's all carpet he was like nothing but carpet i was like nothing but carpet he was like go back to that sign that says dump carpet here and dump the carpet there and i was like all right chief we go over there we do that we we pay we leave we come back with the carpet pad and uh, it's a different guy. And I'm like, hey, I got carpet pad this time. And he's just like, sick, and walks away. And I was just like, I'm in a car. Do I follow you? Like, where are we Where are we going? You can't just say sweet. I don't know what that means. So eventually he waves me over. We unload. We interact with the guy you recognize He's pulling the Walmart employee, right? He's just yeah. like, eh, have a nice a guy day. Who break. I'm working right now, but like, I can't exactly help you. Yeah. So then we, we, we get recognized and then we're pulling away to leave. And, you know, technically the speed limit's three miles an hour. I'm idling, which I think is probably five. But there's dudes on forklifts and fucking giant, you know, front end loaders hauling ass around that place. We've all been in warehouses. And all of a sudden the same guy just starts waving his like papers at me and like what? And, and he, he, he's to my left. So I look out the side window the driver's side and he's just waving at me more and more and so i put the window down and he's like be careful and i was like well i can't do that if you're having me look to the left my guy like i'm driving five miles an hour straight ahead to leave there's not a lot that can happen like just be careful and then it was yeah he wasn't telling me i was doing anything wrong it was this huge lots of flailing Big, big, angry, mean scowl from, you know, mask levels up, just the eyes. And then as soon as I rolled down the window, he just went, be careful. Like, is that a threat? What are we doing here? Dude, that's like movie level of weird interaction. That's like work walk level <laughs> of weird interaction. Yeah. Now that, now that you mention it, yeah. I'm worried about the people that you see out there. I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's just the people that, like, I run into anywhere. Because I used to just think it was the people that lived out by my work. But now if I'm encountering the same type of weirdness just in my day-to-day. Well, I mean, like, I'm glad you have a house. 
So like you and Reagan can be just somewhere where it's just you guys and not a lady who has like four microwaves <laughs> and like a, people with a child who have like unforgivable flights and are fine with you doing woodwork right next to their nursery. Man, and then the people that that frequent the outside of your building, especially at night, like you know, I'm just glad that you have a buffer zone now, at least some of the time. Dude, we got a new neighbor living in their car in the front of the house, which all that's fine. Got no problem with that. The only reason I recognize it is they have Maryland license plates, so it always stands out to me. But they always they do the the t-shirt, you know, that you roll the window down, put the t-shirt in it, roll the window back up to sort of box everything in and the car is always running and reagan and i have never seen anybody come in or out of it ever even though they've they've been out here for a couple of weeks now and they move around like like they're in different spots they're definitely like driving to go do stuff but they're there you know all night with the car running i i really don't know what what the the deal is there but last night when i was coming back from the house the door was open. I was like, oh shit, am I going to see somebody? And then it just closed. I didn't even see a hand pull it shut. So it's getting real fucking ghosty now. It's getting real spooky. <laughs> you know, I was going to make like, it wasn't a too soon reference, but like they they were like a huge audio slave fan. They were like, burn that gasoline. <laughs> but now, now it can get dark. And it's like, that was the ghost of Chris Cornell. He stole a car from Maryland and just, it's just haunting your Whoa. building. Whoa. For all that shit you talked on him. <laughs> I would never talk shit on Chris Cornell. I'm the only I'm punk kidding. guy who likes Chris Cornell. <laughs> You're the only punk guy who does a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be a punk guy. I think I do too many, quote, non-punk things to to really have that in my boat of fides. Yeah. <clears throat> Carbonation. The listener won't even know we had a pause. Oh, yeah. So smooth. But yeah, the real reason while we're here is to start to scratch the surface of like one of the greatest days of all of our lives. Yeah, I've been putting it off because it's just nice to think about. And now it's becoming real. So Jimbo set the scene. Uh, I think it was in June of 2008, 2008. Like I had, I I was living in a house in college and like, I think I I didn't have anything going on that summer. Maybe I was taking some summer courses, like second summer session, but like either way, had a long weekend to devote to Boston and and my pals up there who one of my, one of them I had known for since like middle school, which is Ben. And then one of them I had known since like March. That was Papa. Yeah. And so you came up, and our other friend, who just for the sake of an alias, we'll uh, we'll sit, we'll pretend like he's from a different country. We'll call him England. Uh, and our friend England grew hallucinogenic mushrooms to such an extent that he possessed a shoebox full of them. And it was one of those things where we'd been hanging out. And one of us got a text from England that was like, hey, you want to come over to our place and consume some hallucinogenic mushrooms? And the general consensus was just like, hey, it's like noon on a Saturday. Yes. Let's go do that. Uh, like We have no yeah, plans. Why the hell not? In the morning, we'd gotten off to a what would normally have been an unremarkable event. But we noticed that at some point, 
Pepsi had gotten poured into a Coca-Cola cup. And we were joking that that's like, that's wrong. Like it was a Coca-Cola branded plastic cup, I want to say. And we're like, that seems, it seems odd. I'm sure we added like whiskey or rum or something to it as well, but it's just something you can't do. Like, yeah. At, at all. Like divide by zero. You can't do it. Yeah. And so normally that wouldn't even reference that, 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 that wouldn't make it to, to any highlight of the day, but it's just the fact that like that was the starting point and then the day progressed to such a, uh, an epic high that it becomes remarkable by association. But so we went over to England's place where a couple of our other friends lived and a few other people ended up coming over. Uh, the order doesn't really matter. We uh, consumed what we were there to consume. Does anybody remember how, like, like what our delivery method was? I want to say it was milkshakes. That might have been the milkshake time, which I th- got to say was my was. least favorite. No, I really don't think it was. I just remember every time I've eaten mu- mushrooms, it's been just eating mushrooms. Like chips and dip is a not bad way to go. Like sprinkle a little onto a couple chips of and dip, and you can just kind of get them down that way. I know you're a big fan of like toastitos and queso. That'll get you there every time. Yeah, but uh, then you know the adventure begins. And uh, we had one person there who was remaining sober. Uh, couldn't couldn't begin to tell you why, but he decided to do that. And then at some point, somebody started throwing out suggestions of what to watch. And I know Frisky Dingo came up, <coughs> and which I think was fairly new at the time. And for those who don't know, that was like a it was an Adult Swim show. So it was one of those sh- like shows that fills half of a half hour segment so the actual runtime of the episode is about 11 12 minutes and it's one of those kind of i guess adult swim ended up having shows that went farther off the rails than it did but it was like a a pretty weird show to suggest to people like on their way up having not it's not like we were all fans of the show and we're like oh let's watch a show that we're all fans of it's like let me introduce you to this very weird thing while you're rapidly getting high and so the selling point of it was it's 11 minutes. If you don't like it, it's only 11 minutes. It's like, <laughs> that's, and boy, the room roasted her. <laughs> like just everybody was just like, you cannot sell something as, Hey, worst case scenario, it's over pretty quick. Like that is just not a way to sell something at all. And, uh, but I believe what we ended up landing on the first was, thing we watched was a live concert. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Of was all it? of our favorite rock band, <laughs> Muse. Now, say what you will about Muse. That concert is really something to watch when you're on drugs. For it's up. Yes. Yeah. For like the first half of it. They have a filter over the camera so that everything's in black and white except for, I want to say, like, the front man's guitar, the bass player's pants, and the drummer's shirt or something like that. Like, everybody has drummer's one. Drummer's pants. It was drummer's pants, the green pants. The drummer's pants green were pants. green. Yeah. Dude, those green pants. <laughs> but they each had, like, one bright color article of clothing on and then everything else they'd somehow filtered out to like you know grayscale basically and then 
I want to say towards the end it kicks into color, but maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it stays like that the whole time. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Me neither. But it's a pretty out there fucking concert. Well, I mean, we were all under a new strange feeling at the time. So maybe those pants were nice, but they just stuck out for different reasons. Could be. But then eventually our sober friend decided uh, to suggest the movie Speed Racer made by the Wachowskis. I believe it was the direct follow-up to the Matrix trilogy. I don't think they had done anything in between other than, I guess, the Animatrix as well. But I think this was their first movie post the Matrix franchise. And Jimbo and I have discussed at some point doing a, uh in-depth uh, exclusive content sort of breakdown of the Speed Racer movie because I, I've i watched it a ton both with and without him. I think this is the same for him. For a while there, we had like four copies of it in our apartment. It's a it's an unbelievable film. We may or may not do that, but what we are going to do right now is fucking talk about this goddamn movie. It is just shy of three hours long. The whole thing is a montage and it is the greatest movie that has ever been made or even conceived of. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it was literally mind-blowing. Yeah. It took, like, who framed Roger Rabbit and Apocalypse Now? Combine that <laughs> with, like, Blade Runner and Dumb and Dumber for me. Like, it just it just did them all. <laughs> Man. Crushed them up, like, pounded them into a line. And then snorted that. The cast is unbelievable. It's, I mean, it's John Goodman, Susan Sarandon, uh, Emil Hirsch, like at his peak. Um, it's one of the guys from Lost. And Christina Ricci. At Christina one of her Ricci. Peaks. Yes. <laughs> um, some random new guy from New Zealand who popped up in a in a Australian sitcom that Reagan was watching during quarantine. And I was like, oh shit. It's Sparky from Speed Racer. It's like he was supposed to be like a hunk. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah. To those who have seen it, uh, congratulations. To those who haven't, I'm excited for you because that's your homework is seek it out. Clear, clear three and a half hours out of your schedule. Three hours to watch it and a half an hour to text all your friends that you're going to be watching it again with them tomorrow. Because that's yeah. If you're just looking to watch it, it's an apocalypse now amount of time. But if you want to reflect on it, it's like a redux amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with that. And I I know we went and watched it at least the next weekend, if not later, uh, like a few days before that, sober because we were like, was that movie that insane, or were we just high? And of course, we were high but also that movie is it's as ends like none of it makes sense it's it's incredible it's the best movie that's ever been made or conceived of ever it definitely held up sober yes big time oh yeah like everything about it 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 the only thing it lacked was like a major battle that's it but the yes. major battle was the race that's the whole yeah. point boy but, like, the, the the socio climax of that movie yeah whoo I mean, I we can get into whatever we want to on this episode, but I think there should be some sort of uh, content that you can just play over Speed Racer where it's just us watching Speed Racer. Yeah. 
But for this first watch, I know, I mean, we were all, we were all like just fucking blown away. Yeah. Absolutely floored. Then, in addition to that, so uh, like truly cannot emphasize how long this movie is. It's seriously just shy of three hours long. And when you're tripping, that is an eternity and not in a bad way, but towards the beginning of it, our friend who I mentioned earlier, who I lived with, who saw our RA's penis with me, um, he stopped by because he was on the bicycle team and had gone on a long bike ride. So he comes in not only sober, but like heart rate jacked through the roof, just being as healthy as possible and just opens up the door to a room of just people like beginning to lose their mind watching this absolutely unbelievable film. And he like knocked something over that had some sort of fluid in it and everything was wet for the rest of the day. <laughs> yep. I don't even know what he could have knocked over either. It like everything was moist. Everything. Like the, all the couches, I mean there were probably what 8 to 10 people that were there. Everybody's asses got wet even though we were all sitting on different pieces of furniture. It's not like we were on the ground and it was a massive spill. Maybe like I truly I don't know what it could have been, but the joke we, we just started joking around like They'd be like, why is my ass wet? It's like fucking such and such burst in here and came on everything and fucking ran off because he just came. He just had such a high energy because he was in the middle of like an extremely like a 50 mile bike ride or something. Well, yeah. And I think the the other point that we were trying to make, I don't know if it was like he, he was like a particular ladies man or something, but like we were, you know. 19 years old i think all of us at the time and it was just like yeah he comes on everything and that's why it's all wet like god damn it yeah uh, he was the epitome of you know cast a thousand lines you're bound to catch something yes so, absolutely he yeah. was also the the guy who passed out <laughs> on your first yeah. tripping experience yeah passed out into his own vomit and then we tried to carry into the bathroom that's that's the same dude solid guy yep who i guess we're gonna find out if he listens i don't think he does I don't think so. No. But uh, if he does, hey, bud, hope everything's going good. We talk about you with reverence, not malice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Only the only the best. Ooh, synchronized scotch sip on the, the Boston side of the call. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's not actually scotch, though. Straight JMO. Oh, damn it. Classic. I wish they call it so scotch is Scottish whiskey. I wish Irish whiskey was just called itch. Or ursh. I guess, but itch is funnier to me. <laughs> Drinking some itch. I like Ursh as, like, you just drop that second eye. I think that's a solid adjective. I mean, it's definitely very onomatopoetic. On- Papa, you're, onomatopoetic. A, you're a man of words. Onomatopoetic? Whoa. If that's Maybe. not it, I- it is now. You're my, you, you, you and Matt are my go-to words, guys, since... uh. I have the vocabulary of someone who has only watched Bill and Ted films, which on the oh. airplane, I had the opportunity to watch the new one, and I did not. Is Bill and Ted the Wachowskis names? <laughs> well, first of all, we're not going to dead name the Wachowskis, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it, but they're, uh, they're They're different. But let's see. What's uh what's a highlight not of not of Speed Racer but of that first watch? What's a highlight for you guys? The whole pancake scene. Boy, the pancake scene. 
Pfannkuchen sind Liebchen. Pancakes are love. Oh, man. So, the antagonist <laughs> in the movie. I mean. They knew how to subtly make him a German businessman. Just evil enough on everything he does. Yeah. yeah. And this is not giving anything away because it's clear from the bat he's going to become the villain. Oh, yeah. Big money in racing. He manages to, like, sexually harass Susan Sarandon while asking her for her pancake recipe. It's wild. And that's also because he's German. That led us to one of our initial theories that I don't think we came up to during the first watch, but from subsequent watches, where we were like, is this movie attempting to be an allegory for World War II? Which we'll dive into more of this more in depth once we actually start breaking down the film bit by bit, which Jimbo and I will do eventually, ideally with Papa coming in as frequently as he'd like. And because you've got the the, the Speed Racer crew... The rate, you know, team racer, red, white, and blue. You know, they're clear. Even though their mechanic is from New Zealand, presumably he has an accent. They're clearly the American team. Then they're going. They're like the Japanese and the Italians have like teamed up with the Germans to screw over the Americans. But then the Irish get involved, and then the Japanese like flip flop are like aligned. They're briefly aligned with the Americans. It really doesn't follow any war that I'm aware of. No, they're corporations. This is more like for want of a nail or um, <laughs> man in the high castle. Okay. Yeah. God damn, that but, movie's so I mean, fucking good. Like, my favorite like, just glimpse is the B scene with the Black Viking. Yes. Uh, yes. That second race. Whew. Not not the Black Viking race, the second race in the movie, The Circuit. <laughs> yeah. Good catch. Thanks, bud. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's similar. It was when they paid off the Vikings in giant golden chests full of furs, even though this is, I guess, the future. It's really hard to pin down when this was supposed to take place, but they just give them not even all that many furs and they're like thanks we'll we will now commit murder dope that got me because they like pull the furs out and rub them on their faces as if it's like going to get them through the winter that's how they know it's the good stuff i guess well like these vikings were competing on a level of people who were like doing cutting edge research into like physics and and propulsion and spear hooks as well but like <sighs> still the the vikings were holding their own <laughs> uh, oh man the scene where christina ricci's absolutely giving emile hirsch a wristy off camera classic scene i mean that's one of the fan theories is that it's like a nc-17 movie <laughs> that's just well edited to make it pg <laughs> i like that theory yeah and then i mean just to, just to stay on the topic of of the day itself and not get too bogged down into the, the greatest, greatest movie that's, that's ever, ever been, been made or conceived of ever after the movie ended i want to say we walked back from alston to northeastern's campus which is not a short walk no it, we definitely walked back yeah we didn't walk back immediately immediately after the, the movie not immediately after no 
<laughs> we all dicked around. Oh, yeah, yeah. We no. had to hate on Frisky Dingo for, like, another hour. Yeah. <laughs> we had to figure out why we were all wet. Oh, and, and what's great is there's tons of pictures of this event. Where are they hiding? They're on Facebook, which, you know, out of the three of us, I think I'm the only one on. And I don't really go on there, but I still have an account. So I'll uh, I'll grab a bunch of them and, and send them over your way because... All three of us look incredible. <laughs> I don't think I'm wearing a shirt in really any of them. James actually rocking pretty similar facial hair to what he's got now. Just the pointiest fucking sideburns. But uh had the buzz cut at the time. And Papa, full flow. Full Excellent. flow. More flow than you got now. Which, nice flow, Bullshit. by the way. Thank you. <laughs> no, nah, Papa's flow today was on point. Yeah. Dude, he took his shower and came back with like the sweetest fucking hockey hair. It was sweet. <laughs> like Hell he's yeah. gearing up for the playoffs. I think Papa might have also been wearing like a Roots t-shirt. I've wa- I've looked at these photos a lot because they are some of like my favorite of that era. That's definitely plausible. Um, but also, you didn't wear a shirt for like that entire year, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't wear a lot of shirts back in those days. Our friend uh, England actually recently reminded me of what I used to call the Ben raincoat, which is when it was raining, but it was the summertime. So, you know, you didn't need the shirt for warmth. You you just took your shirt off and stuck it inside your shorts, like right in your underwear. That way, when you got where you were going, you could put it, you, you, you dry yourself off with a little section of the shirt, but the rest of it would be dry. <laughs> and smell like grundle. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably. Maybe I took better care of my grundle back then. No. Ooh, taintenance? Is that anything? Ooh. Is that anything? Stop right there. <laughs> I still got it. I don't. I've I've lost all my speed with preventative taintenance. But boy, every now and then I I could portmanteaus are really the only the only thing I've got left. Stroke of brilliance. Absolutely. Now Let's see. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to send if, some photos. If you're sending somebody uh, pictures, it's not me. I don't think my phone's on me. Papa, you got your phone? Yep, right here. All right. I'm going to attempt to send photos to you, but my phone really fucking sucks at this. You know what we haven't mentioned about the night yet? What's that? Robert Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like 323. Got like 15 homers, but like smacks it. So he's got like 109 RBI. It's like he's playing third base for the Nationals. It's like, no, nah, it's Bob Dylan. Oh, Ryan Zimmerman. Shit. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that tangent, but it was wild. I don't either, but it, it is, uh, it is the caption of one of the photos in the Facebook thing. It's just like a summary of all the dumb shit we thought up. I wrote down a lot of it in like the, jacket of a Phillies book that I had. I think I bought it at a Wawa before the Phillies won in 08 because I, this was like that season. I'm pretty sure it was like June 08. And so everything was like geared to like Jim Tomey was the best, best first base player the Phillies ever had. It's like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, okay. Got an image. We got a couple images. Hang on. Oh, you look first. And then, yeah. 
you do one at a time. You check them out. Hmm. Show them to me as like one at a time. But it, d- describe it first. Okay, so we got a nice clean Subaru out back here, cobblestony streets with a nice license plate of what looks to be LOL Cat. Yeah, Maryland license plate as well. Oh yeah, I was down at Fell's Point. This was from you know a few weeks ago. I was wondering that did not look like San Francisco to me. No, it's not. That's East Coast as hell. But yeah, it's a Subaru. Dude, that's an all lol cat too. With lol cat as lol the fucking. Cat. I mean, look, Tesla's with their fucking cockiness is kind of hard to beat that sort of level of pretension. But Subaru drivers, like, you're putting a hat on a hat. Why are you doing this to yourselves? Lol cat. Lol cat. What is this, 2004? What are you doing? Maybe that's been their license plate since 2004. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. Uh, no, based on like the timing, like that age of license plate, <sighs> maybe. It's hard to say. I mean, I feel like that car didn't exist back in 2004, but I could be wrong. I, I barely remember what it was. You can transfer tags to cars. Can you? Yeah. Man, out, out here, when you buy a car, it comes with its license plate, which is fucking wild to me. But so, so like in theory, you can end up with a vanity plate from the previous owner. And for years, I, I had not problems because it's still a funny joke. But in the, the very like like the Zach Galifianakis Purple Onion comedy special, which is, I, I think, generally considered like one of the best comedy specials ever. He makes a joke about how he bought a car that had a vanity plate from the previous owner that was I-S-U-X-D-I-X. I sucks dicks. <laughs> and whenever people ask me about it, I just say. No, no, no. It stands for I sure xylophone. Do I xylophone? And I was like, yeah, that's a good enough joke. It's fine. But then I was like, but like tags don't transfer. I was a fool. They fucking do. And that's why you always believe Greek people. (laughs) Okay. Now, numero dos. We got a Virginia plates. Yep. Honda Accord. Enjoy it or enjoy one T. Yeah. It is. Enjoy it. Now, does that mean enjoy Virginia? Enjoy (laughs) this car. Enjoy. It enjoy one twisted tea chugged to the max. Here's the other thing that only Jimbo will appreciate because Papa hasn't gotten a chance to hear it yet. But one of last week's vanity plates was suck it. And what I meant to do was pair them up because they were parked a couple of blocks away from each other was suck it and enjoy it. <laughs> oh, you think this is not a family, but they couldn't find barking together. Just ride convoy <laughs> on the highway. Suck it. Or such it. Such enjoy my it. dunk and enjoy it while you're doing it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I like enjoy it. That's like one of those like life is good, life's good fucking things where it's just yeah. like, fuck you. Fuck you and your whole shit. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I gotta say, driving in Virginia, coming back from that bachelor party, we saw so many of those like family stickers. But it was AR rifles and handguns. Hell yeah! I mean, considering <laughs> considering you can get a Gadsden flag as the Virginia license plate, like that yeah, tracks. That's true. That plays. <laughs> All right. Number three, a mini. It's a little dark. Looks like you're 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 back in San Francisco here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna read this as my gawk heart. <laughs> That's probably not how they envision it, but that's how that's how I'm interpreting it. Yep, I'll allow it. 
Yeah, I think this is uh, my go cart or cart. Yeah. They didn't have enough room for my go Kmart because they're huge Kmart fans. <laughs> so it was K-Heart. Shop heart. Shop K-Heart. You got it. Hell yeah. But yep, it's a fucking mini with my go-kart as their fucking license plate. And once again, fuck you. So what's their real car? Is it like a monster truck? Right? Like, Because if that's your go-kart, like scale appropriate. No one's forcing you to have a vanity plate. And go-karting's a, like a whole separate thing. Like, Not that I'm trying to like say that you're like stealing valor from go-karters, but it's just like... If you're making fun of the fact that your car is like a go-kart, then don't own it. Or exactly do more to it to make it look like a go-kart. Put like a number three on the side and like wear a helmet while you drive it. You're stealing Valor from like 13-year-olds. Cut the top off of it so it just exposes the roll cage. Really go-kart it up. Why would you even want to advertise the, the go-kart? Right? Uh, yeah. You got to like wedge the tennis ball in it so it like limits the restrictor or something yeah i I heard that about action park northern new (laughs) jersey (laughs) it was a dangerous amusement park but it had go-karts that killed people my mom thinks that i uh, that she took us there during one of the brief reopenings it fuck yes the the most dangerous times were the 80s and they they reopened it if like other Woodhurst Park companies would buy it and try to reopen it, but like everything was just already built so dangerously that they'd shut down again. But she she thinks we probably went there as kids. Awesome. But yeah, so uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Papa, it was a pleasure to have you. We're definitely going to have you back. Same for all of our previous and future guests. We love to have everybody back. I'd love to be back. This was a ball. I'd give you a chance to plug your your pluggables here, but... uh, you know, keeping with tradition, we don't have anybody with social media accounts or upcoming easily digestible projects because a lot of people want to remain anonymous when they come on here. And I can't fucking figure out why. Or or they just have nothing going on. Could be that. But that's not true. You're moving to New York. And I wish you and your girlfriend, whose name I do remember, but will not say the best. Right back at you, buddy. Hell yeah. Now, trying to see who to put in the hot seat here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the hot seat land on on who it lands on because the hot seat can kind of alternate from person to person. Hot seat's one of those sort of idioms that that we all we all don't really think about. Where where did that come from? Where did the hot- hey? I'm tired of this bit. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. And now we all stop recording.